Military murder is an independent project and is not endorsed by the Department of Defense or any military component. The views expressed are those of the host. The content of this podcast is not meant to be legal or medical advice. Warning, this episode contains graphic details of murder and is not suitable for young listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, True Crime Army. I am your host, Margo, and this is a true crime podcast where I focus on crimes committed by military members and veterans. But don't worry, you don't have to know anything about the military to listen, I promise. You just have to be a true crime enthusiast. And if that's you, welcome home. True Crime Army. I usually bring you cases that are open and shut. Here is what happened, and here is the person responsible. But on occasion, I have brought you cases of missing people such as First Lieutenant Nani Dotson, who was last seen in 2006, and that was episode four, and the case of the missing military spouse, Bethany Decker. She was last seen in 2011, and I covered that case on episode 14. But today I am bringing you two, yes, two missing people cases. And these two cases are recent. Maybe someone listening to this show will know something and can help find these two soldiers. Yes. Today, I am discussing two Fort Hood soldiers that seemingly, poof, disappeared into thin air in the last year. One disappearance occurred just a few weeks ago during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. So without further delay, let's talk about the disappearance of Private First Class Vanessa Guillon and Private Gregory Scott Weddle Morales. Now, let's dig in. My sources for these cases include articles on Heavy.com, KWTX, NBC News, KSent TV, Oxygen.com, The Fort Hood Sentinel, Crime Online, The Statesman, TrueCrimeSociety.com, WebSleuths.com, DPS, Task and Purpose, and a podcast called Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. So on April 25th of this year, 2020, I was scrolling through my Instagram, which is something I do almost every day. And one of the military related pages that I follow had had a story about a missing soldier, a 20 year old soldier named Vanessa Guillon. Of course, these stories always interest me even before I had a true crime podcast. But something struck me about this particular case. First, the missing girl looked like she could be related to me. Second, the brief story of her disappearance stayed with me because She vanished from in front of her military unit's building just a few days earlier. According to everything that I read, saw, heard, this is still an active missing persons case. So please treat this case with the utmost respect. If you think you know something, you should be reaching out to the appropriate authorities with that information. Vanessa Guillon was born on September 30th, 1999, and she's from Houston, Texas. She graduated from Cesar Chavez High School. She entered the Army immediately after high school, and her first duty station was Fort Hood, Texas. That's where this story takes place. And she's stationed with the Regimental Engineer Squadron Headquarters, 3rd Cavalry Regiment. As you are all well aware right now, in mid-March of 2020, the entire world went into lockdown due to the coronavirus. And it's unclear what Vanessa's work schedule was like when everything went down, like when everything was in lockdown but it's my understanding that she lived in the barracks on post at Fort Hood. According to Vanessa's sister, Myra Guillon, on April 21st of this year, she was talking to her sister that night on the phone. 
That evening, Vanessa shared that her schedule had recently changed and she was planning on going into work the following morning. During that same conversation, they chatted about Vanessa's 21st birthday coming up in September and Vanessa was talking about wanting to buy a new car. At the moment, Vanessa has a 2011 white Jeep Liberty. And I guess, you know, she just wanted an upgrade. Additionally, the night before or the morning of April 22nd, 2020, Vanessa also spoke to her boyfriend, Juan Cruz. According to Myra, Vanessa and her boyfriend have been together for about four or five years. So they were high school sweethearts. But Juan had never visited her in Fort Hood. He's, she always goes to visit him in Houston. And she also visits her family as well. It seems like she was really close to her family. So as reported by many news sources, Vanessa went into work on that Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020, and she was working in the arms room. And apparently it's a smaller room. They only allow a couple people in there at a time. At some point during the morning hours or during the day, she left and she was last seen at 1 p.m. in the Hell on Wheels parking lot between 16th and 19th Street on Fort Hood. Now, this is the parking lot of the Regimental Engineer Squadron Headquarters, 3rd Cavalry Regiment. She was seen wearing black workout shirt, purple workout leggings, and black Nike sneakers. It's unclear who exactly saw her at 1 p.m. because the authorities haven't said, but that's the information that has been put out into the media. And that's literally it. She was last seen that Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020, reportedly at 1 p.m. in the parking lot. No one knows why she wasn't wearing her uniform, or at least the public hasn't been made aware why she wasn't wearing her uniform. Or if maybe she was taking a break and she decided to go on a run or something like that, no one knows. Her sister Myra just is assuming that that's what maybe was happening. According to weatherground.com, I, I, went, I wanted to see what the weather was like because I myself like to run outside and I like to work out. That particular day, according to weatherunderground.com, it was about 74 degrees around the time that Vanessa was last seen at 1 p.m., Earlier that morning, there was light rain and it was followed by fog and then it was just cloudy. According to her sister, Myra, Vanessa loved to work out and was into lifting weights at the gym. But as you may all be aware, during the lockdown, all gyms were closed. So an outside run isn't out of the question. What I find most disturbing about Vanessa's disappearance, though, is what she left behind. In the arms room, which is where Vanessa was working before she disappeared, they, I don't know who they refers to, but they found Vanessa's personal items, including her car keys, her room key, and her military identification card. What? 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 Yeah. Yes. Her military ID card. Now, I don't know about any of my other active duty people, but I may leave my military ID card behind if I'm going to go to the bathroom. But if I leave the building, I'm taking my ID card with me, even on a run. So this is a big red flag, or maybe she just left the building in a rush. No, nobody knows. Her actual phone, though, has not been found. So we're assuming that wherever Vanessa is, she still has her phone. Myra Guillon, Vanessa's sister, recently did an interview with Nancy Grace on a podcast called Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. And that episode aired on the 29th of April. According to Myra, there was something funky going on with Vanessa's phone the day that she went missing. Juan, Vanessa's boyfriend, had been trying to reach Vanessa all morning, and he said it appeared that the text messages were never delivered. Then Myra tried to text or call or whatever, and it appeared that Vanessa's phone was off. 
You're all probably wondering, what about her car? What about Vanessa's car? That's what I was wondering, right? Well, Vanessa's 2011 white Jeep Liberty was found in the parking lot outside of her job, exactly where she left it, exactly in the same parking lot where she was last seen. Okay, well, what about her room? Was anything different? I don't know. That hasn't been announced in the media or the news. Now, there has been some information out there about Vanessa had a roommate who a couple months before or weeks or whatever had become pregnant and she was moved out of the room and Vanessa had a new roommate, but nothing else has been said about that or who these people are. So who saw her last? Who was the last person to see her at 1 p.m.? We don't know this information. I'm assuming that investigators know, but this is not something that they're making public. According to Myra, the items that Vanessa left behind were removed from their location where they were found and they were placed back into Vanessa's wallet, which I'm not, I think maybe the wallet was found back at the room. Something that really this upset Myra because she said, why are people touching her things and why are they putting them in different locations? And True Crime Army, this is it. Vanessa's trail has pretty much gone silent. Where is she? Did she run away from it all? Did someone hurt her? If so, was she hurt while out on a run? Fort Hood is huge. I could go on and on about how big Fort Hood is. But was she hurt while she was running off base? Was she hurt at work by a coworker and hidden in an almost empty building? Is the building that she works at half staffed? Because of the pandemic, was it fully manned? How does an adult female vanish, poof, into thin air while on a military installation? This right here, that is what struck me. But that's all the information that I have. And that's really why I wanted to cover this case. Clearly, Army CID is investigating. But with this active COVID-19, it just worries me that everyone is losing time We're not all on the same schedule, so something is happening. What is going on? According to a Heavy.com article that I read about Vanessa's disappearance, Fort Hood has mostly been a ghost town because of the shelter-in-place order. And they state that the base does not allow visitors and the base has reduced their entry control points. However, according to Web Sleuths Online, which is something I don't normally rely on, but I will for this case, this is not actually the case. And visitors are still allowed on post, but it does appear that there is or was a curfew from 10 p.m. to 5.30 a.m. at Fort Hood. But if Vanessa was last seen at 1 p.m. and the base is mostly mum, have they preserved the tape recording all movement leaving the installation from those few entry control points? Because this can become crucial in this missing persons case. Now, I didn't know that there were cameras. I guess maybe I did, but I didn't realize that, you know, they record everything because I I did a Freedom of Information Act request for a different case that I plan on covering. And that particular case did involve video surveillance from the base gate showing uh, a particular perpetrator coming in at three, three in the morning or something like that onto base. So I'm hoping that these tapes have been preserved to show who exactly was coming on and leaving the installation around the time that Vanessa was last seen. Either Vanessa is still on base somewhere and so those tapes wouldn't hold any information or she's off base and she was in the car with somebody. On that Crime Stories with Nancy Grace episode, which aired on April 29th, 
Nancy Grace was chatting about security on base and CCTVs and how come information hasn't been released about that. And I think that it's very fascinating because the military is investigating this in, in, in collaboration with some other agencies, but they don't normally release information like the civilians do. Hi, everyone. For anyone who follows me on Instagram, I recently posted a picture of me with my kiddos at Disney in front of the Disney castle. But I posted it because my shoulders were looking on fire, defined, toned, and overall just pleasant to look at. So many of you asked me in my DMs for my secret. And of course, my secret is 4 a.m. workouts. But I get the oomph to wake up at 4 a.m. and work out from my pre-workout drink called Energy Explosion. My pre-workout powder was created by world-renowned fitness guru Natalia Melofit. I have been following Natalia for many years now. And in fact, after my second C-section, I hired her as my fitness trainer, and she also helped me postpartum with my third C-section as well. So when she came out with a pre-workout supplement that didn't cause any of the jitters and the crashing, I knew I needed to try it. Energy Explosion helps with energy, and it keeps me going all through the morning hours. Because I take it first thing in the morning, which is when I choose to work out, I no longer require that morning cup of joe. This pre-workout has nootropic ingredients, which significantly help me personally with mental clarity and focus, which listen, when you're juggling what feels like hundreds of tasks a day, it truly does help. And guess what? My listeners are getting 15% off your order. What? Yes, please. If you're ready to get the pump without the jitters, visit mbodysup.com and enter my code MAMAMARGO at checkout for 15% off your order. That's M as in Mike, body, sup, as in Sierra, uniform, papa, papa, dot com. Add energy explosion to your car and use my code Mama Margo, that's M-A-M-A-M-A-R-G-O-T, for 15% off. Enjoy. And when you use it, please DM me so we can talk about your workouts. Being a woman in the military, I'm having a hard time believing that someone just disappears without a trace from a military working building. And this is why I am bringing this case to you. Someone out there, somebody in the universe knows something. And that somebody needs to do the right thing by reporting what they know. Of course, people are talking about Vanessa's Twitter account and some strange things that she had posted about. But I wanted to go back and see what she had going on. She's this 20-year-old girl and she's on Twitter. And listen, I'm not a big Twitter user. I'm, <laughs> I'm on there, but it's a little bit confusing because... You can just repost what other people write. You can also do like one or two word things and it's it doesn't really mean anything. But there's a few things that I wanted to point out. I did go on Vanessa's Twitter account to check. And these are a few things that I found. For example, on November 26, 2019, Vanessa retweeted an ominous post. It was a post about a warning, an eerie story about a girl at a mall who returned to her car and her windshield wipers had been zip tied together. She reported this incident to the police and they informed her, this girl who found the zip-tied windshield wipers, the police informed her that this is a tactic that human traffickers use to quickly catch women off guard and abduct them as they try to cut the zip ties off. What? What the heck? So this is eerie that Vanessa reposted this story just a few months before going missing, right? It appears from her tweets, though, that back in October... Vanessa went on a temporary assignment to the Mojave Desert. On October 13th, 2019, she wrote, quote, my sister and her boyfriend are goals, end quote. And then she had like a little sad face emoji. 
This this was a little bit different from what Myra had told Nancy Grace because Myra told Nancy that everything was peachy with Vanessa and Juan. But really, all relationships have their ups and downs. And according to that Nancy Grace episode, it does appear that Juan, Vanessa's boyfriend, has a pretty airtight alibi. He was at work in Houston, Texas, which is at least a three-hour drive from Fort Hood. On December 29, 2019, Vanessa tweeted three times. First, she tweeted about a half marathon that was going to kick her butt. Then she she posted about how she was mother effing mad. And then she posted saying Germany for my reenlistment and then put her put a German flag. So maybe, you know, she was talking about wanting to go to Germany for her reenlistment or maybe she just wanted to vent about going far, far away because my husband and I sometimes will do that. We'll say when we get mad at our family, we're, we're going to put it in orders. We're going to request to go to Japan just to go like as far away as we can. So maybe that's what she was saying. On December 29th, 2019, uh, Vanessa wrote, quote, may God help me in this upcoming semester of college, end quote. So this was a, a new note for me because I didn't realize that she was enrolled in college when she went missing. On January 4th, 2020, she talked about hating her anxiety. On February 3rd, 2020, she wrote, quote, I'm so far from my ETS date, end quote. And then there was a little emoji with the, the guy blowing his nose. Now, ETS stands for expiration term of service, which means the date that her contract with the military would be up. So it seems like most of us military folks, she was maybe just frustrated about work for some reason on this particular day. But what reason? Why was she mad? Was it normal stuff or was it something else? On February 7th, 2020, Vanessa wrote, quote, if I stay or leave, end quote. So, uh, you know, for a missing persons case, for someone to write that, you start to wonder, what was she talking about? Was she planning on leaving? But um, February 7th was a Friday. So maybe she was just talking about going home to Houston, which is what I really think she was talking about. On February 21st, 2020, she wrote, quote, they don't get offended when you say sh end quote. Hmm. OK. February 23rd, she wrote vale un carajo, which means I don't give a crap. The next day, she wrote, ahogando penas con el whiskey a las rocas, meaning drowning her feelings with a whiskey on the rocks. On March 11th, she wrote, I need a refund. On March 14th, she wrote, te apuesto, which means I raise the stakes. March 20th, she wrote, I'm the highest in the room. March 29th, she wrote, quote, can't wait to out, end quote. But on April 9th, 2020, just 11 days before she disappeared, she wrote, quote, It'll come from whom you least expect it, end quote. On April 15th, 2020, she wrote, quote, some BS, end quote. Last time she tweeted was between the 14th and 16th of April, and it was just a whole bunch of retweets. But guys, listen, that tweet, the tweet that stuck with me the most was the one from April 9th, quote, it'll come from whom you least expect it. What in the actual hell, Vanessa? What did you mean by that? That's really an eerie tweet considering no one knows where you are. Where are you? Of course, I also found a poster that her BFF was spreading on Twitter and it was a missing persons poster. And I wanted to see what people were saying. So I started looking through the comments. And here is what I discovered. According to a user named Ellie or Eli, on May 4th, 2020, she wrote, quote, our aircraft in my unit went out looking for her for the past week, as well as drones for those people asking if anyone's looking for her still on base. 
we also had to do ground searches as well, end quote. So this is really reassuring to know that they are actually looking for Vanessa on Fort Hood proper. A few days after this user posted this on Facebook, Haley Britsky from Task and Purpose wrote an article about Vanessa's disappearance. And Chris Gray, spokesman for Army CID, told Task and Purpose that they are working around the clock to find Vanessa. They're searching Fort Hood by air and ground, and they have conducted dozens of interviews. Army CID is working with the FBI, the Texas Department of Public Safety, and the Belton Police Department on this case. There have been a few new developments on Vanessa's case. On May 21st, two things happened. Fort Hood released an update on the search for Vanessa. I am going to read the release verbatim. Attribution goes to Tom Rylander, director of Fort Hood Public Affairs. It reads, The U.S. Army's Criminal Investigation Command, known as CID, is leading this investigation. It is an open and active investigation. Therefore, not much detailed information can be released at this time to safeguard the process. The search continues both on and off Fort Hood by multiple agencies, including the Texas Rangers, Bell and Coriol County Sheriff Departments, the Texas Department of Public Safety, Texas Game Wardens, the FBI, as well as local area police departments. Initially, 3rd Cavalry Regiment had more than 500 soldiers a day searching on foot in training areas, barracks, and across the installation. More targeted searches are ongoing with smaller groups of soldiers. Aircraft from the 1st Cavalry Division provided more than 100 hours in the search both on and off the installation. Additionally, Private First Class Guillaume's unit has made themselves available to the Guillaume family, and CID agents are keeping the family informed about the investigation. Fort Hood CID agents continue to conduct interviews and follow up on credible investigative leads. Okay, so that was it. And then, of course, they gave the phone number again to contact if you have any information. Well, soon after the press release, Vanessa's family, including her sister Myra, and her mother gave a press conference standing at the intersection that appears to lead onto Fort Hood. Vanessa's mother, it, it was very tragic and very sad, but Vanessa's mother pleaded with everyone. At first, she started off just saying, please bring my daughter back. And then she just got sad trying to say, you know, I have six kids, but at the end of the day, she's a special child to me. Of course, all children are special. And then she just got full-blown angry. She was yelling and just saying, I gave the army a perfectly healthy female soldier and that's what I expect back. I want answers. Vanessa's mom though also drops somewhat of a bombshell when she says that she doesn't give a time frame but she says that Vanessa had confided in her that throughout the months Vanessa had told her that she had been sexually harassed by a sergeant at base. But Vanessa never shared the name of this sergeant. Now, Vanessa's mother, she says, I just want my daughter back. Vanessa joined the military at the prospect of getting a college education. And as I discussed earlier, according to Vanessa's Twitter page, it did seem that she was enrolled in college classes. At the end of the day, the family just wants Vanessa back. As of this recording, there was a planned peaceful protest on May 22nd, 2020. Just so you know, there are a few Facebook pages specifically for this case. One is called Vanessa Guillon Case Discussion by Sleuth Sisters, 
The other is called Find Vanessa Guillon. And that's all I have. I'll be posting a picture of Vanessa in all of my accounts and my corresponding blog post. So I want everyone to be on the lookout for Vanessa. She's five foot two, 126 pounds. She's Hispanic, has black hair, brown eyes. And as far as far as I can tell from her tweets, she's bilingual. She has a mole on the left side of her chin and she has three tattoos on her left arm. One cross with a flower on it, a different tattoo with a flat with just a flower and a mountain tattooed on her upper arm. Vanessa's sister has started a GoFundMe account to help the family hire a private investigator. Heather Osborne of the Statesman newspaper says that the family is actually staying or was staying in Killeen, Texas in a rental to continue to keep Vanessa's story active. According to Myra, as she told the Statesman, the family is not allowed on Fort Hood to help with the investigation as they don't have the proper military identification cards. Myra says, quote, honestly, all we want is her with us, nothing else, end quote. Five days after Vanessa went missing, the Army CID announced a $15,000 reward for information leading to Vanessa's whereabouts. True Crime Army, if you have any information about this case, you can contact the Army Criminal Investigation Division at 254-495-7767, or you can contact the military police at 254-287-4001. Recently, I covered two unsolved cases, which I am sure caused you to pause and analyze your inner detective. Well, if you want to hone in on that inner detective, then you need to check out June's Journey. June's Journey is a mobile game that you can play anywhere while connected to Wi-Fi. June's Journey takes you through the main character, June's, adventure to uncover family secrets. Her first task is to uncover the mystery of her sister's death. You will be using your keen eye to spot hidden clues in the immersive scenes that take you across the globe. The scene is set in the 1920s, so it's like going back in time. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game, and I love playing while waiting for my kids at the bus stop. It allows me to clear my mind from the tasks of the day and to refocus on my mommy duties. What I love about June's Journey is that not only are you searching for objects, but you can join other players online in a detective club. And then you also get to design this luxurious island estate that is all yours. And if you have friends who play, you can gift each other trees, flowers, and other amazing decorative items. Today, I invite you to escape reality and immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Go ahead, download June's Journey today. So, of course, while I was digging into Vanessa's disappearance, I realized that there is another missing soldier who was stationed at Fort Hood, Although his case is different, he didn't disappear on base. Private Gregory Scott Weddle Morales, a.k.a. Greg Morales, is a 24-year-old soldier that went missing and hasn't been seen since August 19, 2019. Greg was a part of the 150th Composite Transportation Company at Fort Hood. According to reports, he was being processed out of the Army in September of 2019. The week before he went missing, Greg went out and bought a black 2018 Kia Rio. He wasn't reported missing until August 20th, 2019, when Greg's sergeant went to his house looking for him because he didn't show up for work. Greg's wife, Penny Morales, 
She answered the door and when asked about Greg, she said she hadn't seen him since the night before. Interesting fact, Greg and Penny were going through a divorce and it's unclear if the pair had children together, but I did find a picture of the couple with a few kids. So I'll just leave it at that. According to 25 News, Greg was initially marked as AWOL, absent without leave. And after he had been missing for 30 days, he was marked as an army deserter. For those of you who are curious, desertion is punishable by court martial. And it's basically when you just disappear. And if someone actually deserts, they can be dishonorably discharged and go to jail for up to five years. Greg's mother, Kim Waddell, has been a big advocate for her son although the family has gone through a lot since his disappearance. Kim recalls talking to her son a few days before he vanished, and she said there was no indication that he was planning on leaving and abandoning his life. He was talking about his future, and he told his mom that he wanted to get into energy conservation. That seemed, that seemed a little odd to me because I've never heard of anyone wanting to get into that energy conservation, although, of course, I know it's a thing. In the months since Greg's disappearance, People have taken advantage of the vulnerable family and Kim has been targeted twice by con artists. There was someone on Facebook who reached out to Kim claiming to have kidnapped him and asking for money. On a different occasion, Kim received an email from a lady saying that she'd give Greg's new address for two Bitcoin. Apparently, two Bitcoin is equivalent to $21,000. But after being vetted by the FBI, it turns out that these were spoofs. Just terrible people trying to make some money off of someone's misfortune. To add to Kim's despair, as reported by Sepulpa Times on November 1st, 2019, Kim's house caught fire. Kim had apparently gotten a new insert installed into her fireplace, and when she started it, it caught fire. As I was researching Greg's disappearance, I came across a post on TrueCrimeSociety.com that reported that roughly six weeks after Greg disappeared, his wife Penny had been arrested on October 9th 2019 for criminal trespass. I do not know what came of that arrest, but I did find that interesting. Well, in October 2019, another male soldier from Fort Hood went missing, Sergeant Henry Benjamin. He went missing on October 22nd. Of course, the community united and they conducted a search for both missing soldiers. And surprisingly, Sergeant Benjamin was found alive on October 29th. Turns out he was just laying low and avoiding the army. Oh. <laughs> so of course, when people like Sergeant Benjamin just stop coming to work and they get found just having decided to, oh, I'm not going to go to work today with the army. It makes cases like Greg's and Vanessa's disappearance seem less serious. And that's so frustrating. Brandon Hamilton with 10KWTX News reported on May 6th of this year that Kim indicated that she has still not heard from her son. However, Kim did report that Greg's wife recently, not sure how recently, his wife pulled a Carfax report and discovered that Greg's car was inspected in December of 2019 in Dallas, Texas. What the heck? That was almost four months since he had last been seen. Oh, man. Of Greg's disappearance, Kim says, quote, hope is getting harder to hang on to. My hope is just somebody will tell us where he's at, whether dead or alive. I just need to know where my baby is. I just need that one person to come forward and tell us where he's at, end quote. Greg was born on January 19th, 1996. He's 
five foot 11 inches tall, 140 pounds. He's white with brown hair and brown eyes, and he has tattoos on his left arm. Just like in Vanessa's case, Army CID is offering a $15,000 reward to anyone with information that leads to Greg's whereabouts. If you have any information about Greg's case, please contact CID at 254-287-2722. Okay, one more thing. As I was wrapping up this episode on the two missing soldiers from Fort Hood, news hit. A 27-year-old Fort Hood soldier named Brandon Scott Rosecrans was murdered on Monday, May 18th, 2020. KWTS reported that his body was discovered on Monday morning at 10.20 a.m. along Fuller Lane, just north of the western end of Stillhouse Hollow Lake. Just minutes before his body was discovered, Brandon's car was discovered near Douglas Fir Drive and Jubilation Drive. The orange 2016 Jeep Renegade was on fire. According to 25 ABC News, the Harker Heights Police and Fire Department are working together to investigate Brandon's murder and the fire of his vehicle. The Harker Heights Police Criminal Investigation Division is asking anyone, anyone with information to help. If you have any information, you can call them at 254-953-5400 or you can call Crime Stoppers at 254-526-8477. All information is confidential and anonymous. Also, there is a $1,000 reward for information leading to an arrest in this case. What is happening? What is going on? True Crime Army, two pretty bizarre disappearances. And that's why I wanted to share these cases with you. Both are less than a year old and one is really, really fresh. Please, Please share this episode with everyone you know. And also, if you know something, anything, even if it seems pretty insignificant, please share it with CID. Let's help bring these two soldiers home. For pictures of these two missing soldiers, Vanessa and Greg, please check out my sources page in the show notes and on my website, militarymurderpodcast.com. Additionally, be sure to follow me on social, on Instagram at Military Murder Podcast, on Facebook at Military True Crime, and Twitter at Military Murder, I will also be posting a picture of Vanessa and a picture of Greg. All right, this week we have two new Military Murder Morale Fund contributors. Special shout out to Michelle K and Cassandra E. Thanks, ladies. And a special shout out to Katie K again for her contribution as well. Now, I want to take a few minutes to acknowledge my listeners who have left kind reviews for the show. I'm going to take more than just a few minutes because all of you are just so wonderful. Here goes. On Apple Podcasts, shout out to J.N. Fawcett, who looks forward to a new episode each week. New Nama, who says that my little daughter reminds her of her granddaughter. How sweet. Chacha45267, who came to my defense as a storyteller. She's a veteran's wife and likes my storytelling. Yay! J-F-I-E-J-C, your review was pretty funny. You keep coming back every week. Yes. In my personal opinion, you're like a moth to a flame, and I love it. Falcon 13 AF's review may be my favorite. Uh, This person says, Air Force vet obsessed with true crime, likes that I'm animated and says, quote, You need Patreon so I can pay you to do more episodes, end quote. (laughs) 
Oh my God. I seriously laughed so hard when I read that. Well, 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 Falcon 13, I'm working on it. Dang house flood threw off my game. We shall see if your wish becomes a reality in the very near future. <laughs> on Stitcher, shout out to Jackie B. She's a longtime supporter of Military Murder Podcast. Thank you, girl. Sergeant P06 likes the vivid storytelling and the suspense. Listens everywhere. Headphones are acceptable. Yes, 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 yes. Love it. And I can't forget Judge 71D20. This is ex-Army Jag, never involved in a murder case, but involved in attempted murder investigations and trials and highly recommends the show. Yes, thanks for all of these reviews. Hey, listen, Facebook, I'm not forgetting about you. My listeners who follow me on Facebook are also talking. Katie M. just started listening to the podcast and she thinks I'm the best podcaster hands down. (laughs) Girl, stop. You are too sweet. She was stuck in quarantine doing puzzles and listening to military murder. Tom S. is a retired Army First Sergeant and his review was also sweet. He says this is the best true crime podcast he's heard. He's probably a little biased because he's in the military. And then he tries to say which military branch he thinks I'm a part of. Tom, come on, man. I'm anonymously Margot because I believe we're all a big family, regardless of what military branch you're in. (laughs) And last but not least, Kimberly T says she was hooked from episode one. Well, Kimberly, thanks for joining me on this crazy true crime ride. All right, everyone, that wraps it up for today. Continue leaving those fabulous reviews. I love them. I love reading them. I love giving you guys shout outs. All right. This episode was created by Mama Margot Productions, produced by Katie K, Michelle K, and Cassandra E. And the music was created by TyOps. Until next time, remember, you never really know what someone is capable of. So remain vigilant always. You have a fabulous week and I'll keep digging to bring you another military murder story next week. podcast.